0: Brand new ministry here to Huntsville um, so uh, we know that there are a lot of things that you could be doing and a lot of places you could be tonight so I just want to personally thank you for taking some time and checking us out and coming here tonight uh, if this is your first time here uh, I want to encourage you to take a few minutes to fill out those welcome cards and turn them in to either me or my wife um, who's my beautiful wife up here uh, um, sometime tonight and you will get a free gift just for coming Um, it's a drink card for Alchemy Lounge so um, you can come and use that whenever Um, so uh, yeah I I also wanted to take a moment to let you know what elevate is about elevate is a ministry for Huntsville's college-age students and professionals and we exist to introduce you to authentic relationship with Jesus and to teach you to live a life that's elevated. Uh, We do this in three ways, through authentic relationships, meaningful worship, and relevant life lessons. Um, If you are here today and you're unsure about this whole Christianity thing and are just checking um, and out, I want to let you know that you are welcome to participate in as much or as little as you want, um, or you are comfortable with. and there is no judgment from us here, and so uh, we may or we may say or do things that are unfamiliar to you. And if you have any questions, please just don't hesitate to come and ask me. Um, Tonight, we're finishing up a series called Summer Love. Uh, If you missed the last lesson, which most of you did, um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) we talked about how in dating relationships, there is no real commitment. Uh, When dating, you or a significant other can do something, and the relationship can be over in an instant. Uh, the way that God intended was for there to be commitment first and intimacy second. And real commitment comes through marriage alone. We, dis- we discussed how when dating, people often mistake chemistry for commitment and infatuation for intimacy, which creates unhealthy relationships. Oftentimes, these mistakes lead to actions and feelings that God intended for marriage. When uh, we then talked about ways to create and form healthy boundaries when dating, Uh, part of that is to be intentional with how and how often you spend your time together. If your time together isn't moving the relationship forward, then you probably are not being intentional with your time and are opening the door for unhealthy intimacy. We talked about the need to be open, direct, and honest about physical boundaries. Realizing that God has reserved certain pleasures for marriage, but also that he is more concerned with the purity and intention of your heart than whether or not you have crossed certain physical lines. Uh, We also took some time to address those that are in different stages of dating. Uh, To those that were single, I I wanted to, to take some time to encourage you. I wanted to remind you that being single is not a time for longing, but rather it is a time for training. You have a unique opportunity while single to train yourself up to become a man or woman that God desires for you to be, which may one day make you a better husband or wife for your spouse. To the guys, I reminded them that chivalry isn't dead. uh, And when asking a girl out, you have to be direct don't dm them or shoot them a text message um go up to them in person and actually say hey i want to get to know you will you go on a date with me um that that leaves no room for interpretation there uh and then finally to the women i said that you can't complain about not finding a nice guy if you only date bad ones Um, It takes a lot for a nice guy to ask you out more so than a bad guy and so give them a chance every once in a while You may find that you you are pleasantly surprised Um, And then I also wanted to remind you that it is better to be single than in a toxic relationship If a guy is pressuring you or hurting you or doing something that you don't want You need to get out of that relationship. It is better to be single than in a toxic relationship so as you can tell we covered a lot in the last talk um and today as we finish up i wanted to talk more about marriage and divorce and so uh, we did have one person that's just recently engaged so uh pay pay close attention um but uh before we get started who here is excited for that royal wedding all right um i'm gonna be honest with you i i don't get it like what's the point why is everyone flipping out over this royal wedding thing? I, I mean, I don't get it, but it's all in the news, whatever. Um, and you guys seem to be excited about it. Is it because like you guys want to be a princess? Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Yes? Okay, that's... Okay. I guess that makes sense. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty too. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty too? stones and drink tea. Okay, yes. all right, all right. Well, that makes sense then. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I guess it's what, five days from now? So, um, yeah, scones and tea and crumpets and all that jazz. All right. So, uh, within the past month, I discovered that two separate couple friends of mine um, have gotten a divorce. Uh, one was a couple that I knew from college. Uh, they were married for 13 years and they have a daughter together. Another couple was. Um, Uh, Someone that I knew from a previous job, and they have two kids together, and they've been married for eight years. And um, previously, before I was working in coffee shops, I was a full-time wedding photographer in Atlanta, and I photographed a wedding for some friends, and they ended up getting divorced less than nine months after their wedding. Um, Because I was a wedding photographer, I also get some statistics on weddings, and I uh, did you guys know, do you guys have any guesses on what the average cost of a wedding in Alabama is? 40,000? 40,000? 30,000. all right. Yeah, it's um, right around there. It's 25,000 is the average cost of an Alabama wedding, which is crazy. Uh, my, my wife and I, we got married um, uh, almost two years ago to the date. Um, in 10 days, of, no, not 10, 10. 14 days, it'll be uh, (laughs) two (laughs) years to the date. And uh, I get it, weddings are expensive. Um, I don't know what the cost of ours was, but it was up there. Um, And we were, and we're not extravagant people, but the costs just add up. And um, as I was driving through Atlanta the other day, I, I saw this billboard that said divorce, $200. And then it just had a website. And this got me thinking that it is far easier and cheaper to get divorced than it is to get married. As a culture, we have lost the sanctity of marriage and no longer view it as a sacred covenant that God intended. And so, while the news of my friends and family, or my friends' divorces really shocked me it surprised me, and, you know, on a... It even disappointed me to some extent. The the fact of the matter is that all of us have been affected in some way or another by divorce. With 40 to 50% of marriages today ending in divorce, it is safe to say that everyone in here knows or has been affected by divorce. Maybe you're like me and have friends that have experienced divorce. Maybe uh, You've had to navigate a parent going through, or another family member going through divorce. Uh, Maybe even you yourself have gone through divorce. Um, Whatever your connection to divorce, one thing that I think almost everyone can agree on is that it is an ugly process. On average, it takes two to three years for a person to move on after getting a divorce. So with that in mind, what are things that you can do and be aware of now to better prepare you for a healthy marriage in the future that could potentially save you from the heartache of divorce? It is clear from the Bible that God doesn't like divorce uh, and that he holds marriage as something that is sacred. This is evident in Hebrews 13, 4, which states, Let marriage be held in honor among all. And let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous and so with that said I, I feel like i need to give a caveat out there that uh today's lesson it actually doesn't contain a lot of um scripture uh, but what it does do is it contains a lot of biblical truths. Um, with that said that doesn't mean you should discount what's being said because what i'm sharing tonight uh, have universal truths that apply to both Christians and non-christians alike. Um, luckily for us, there have been a lot of studies on what causes divorce. And, um, and so I'm going to share a lot of that information, that, those studies and statistics with you. And so uh, regardless of what stage of life you are in, if you take the truths that are talked about here tonight to heart it has the potential to save you, from a lot of pain and suffering. And so like I talked about last time, um, if you are single, it is a time for training to become the man or woman that God desires for you, which will one day make you a better husband or wife for a future spouse. If you are dating or engaged, uh, there are truths that you can start start applying to your relationship now that will either bring to light that the person you're with is not who you should be marrying or it will reinforce that they are and it will set you up to have a healthier marriage once you do. And finally, if you are married, uh, this gives you the tools to recognize uh, when problems creep up and start to creep up in your marriage and it gives you the tools to recognize them and do something about them before they become too large. And so, uh, what are the major causes of divorce? Uh, According to the CDC, the top three causes of divorce are infidelity, money problems, and addiction. And so we're just gonna work our way through these real quick. Um, Knowing that these are the top causes of divorce, what are things that we can do now while single or dating to help combat that? The first in regards to infidelity is to be certain that your values or to be certain of your values now, and to not compromise them while dating. If you are willing to compromise your values while dating and cross physical boundaries while dating, you are in a way telling the other person that in the heat of things, I am okay with compromising my values for immediate pleasure. And who's to say that that mentality won't change even after you get married? By compromising values while dating, you're training yourself to have a mentality that is more susceptible to cheating and affairs. However, the same could be said for the inverse. If you start training yourself now to not compromise your values, even in the small things, it makes it easier to stay true to your values in a marriage relationship. If you're able to control your impulses now while dating, you are also training yourself to be able to control them after you get married as well. Money related issues can, be, can cause a lot of stress in any relationship, but especially marriage. Uh, sex and money are consistently the top two reasons why married couples fight. Uh, money often takes that top spot. And so knowing this, my wife and I, my beautiful wife, um, and I recently got our finances in order and became debt-free so that we could use our money as a tool and not let it control us and cause fights. Uh, By developing good money habits now while you are single or dating, it will reduce the chance of money fights in the future when you are married. A practical way to do that is by creating and sticking to a budget. Um, I know a lot of you don't. That's kind of boring. Um, so uh, my wife and I, we use an app. Uh, it's called Every Dollar, And we have found that useful in helping us create a budget and helping us stick to it. Um, and so I would encourage you, if, if you're not creating a budget, to do that. Um, this has also had the added benefit of forcing us to communicate as a couple about money and together decide where and what it goes to. Uh, Addiction can take many different forms, from being addicted to pornography or sex, to alcohol or drugs. Um, A big one for guys is pornography. Uh, Studies show that pornography releases similar chemicals in your brain that many drugs also release when you use them. And so, by recognizing that pornography has the same effect on your brain that many drugs does, uh, should you want to combat this with combat this addiction with a militant vigilance. And you know, I'm not just talking about for- pornography here. Uh, there's a lot of different addictions out there. Uh, maybe you're addicted to your phone or social media. Uh, my wife would say I'm probably addicted to my phone or. Maybe Clash of Clans, I play that game a lot. Um, Maybe it's something like painkillers or alcohol or, um, you know, whatever it is. If this is you, I want to encourage you to get accountability in your life that will help you overcome this addiction. Uh, And then if that accountability doesn't work, I, I want to encourage you to go and get professional help. The cost is too great not to. If you can get your addiction under control now while you are single and dating, before you get married, it will save you and a future spouse from a lot of pain and suffering. And so, finally, I want to take a few minutes to go over some statistics and numbers on the likelihood of getting divorced. Uh, these statistics are, you know, they're just that, they're statistics. But, uh, however, knowing them, uh, it will give you it'll make you aware of possible trouble areas in your life so the top two factors in determining the likelihood of divorce are living together before marriage and premarital counseling uh, according to multiple studies couples who choose to live together before marriage increase their risk of divorce by 40% well a lot of people may think it would be the opposite because you get to give marriage and test run, the truth is that this one factor increases your chance of divorce by 40%, but not only that, it increases your chance of breaking up before marriage by 50%. Part of the reason for this is because when you cohabitate uh, once you do get married, it makes it harder and more difficult to unseparate the lives that the couple has learned to live together with as separate it also gives the benefit of having a spouse without the commitment and finally those that go through six to ten hours of premarital counseling are 50 percent less likely to get divorced uh, my wife and i we went through premarital and it really helped us um, and it helped shape who we were going to be as a family. Uh, it was during that premarital counseling that we had honest and open conversations and uh, during that time we actually developed our family values. Um, and so knowing these statistics, if I were in your shoes and I was still dating and I wanted my marriage to succeed, I would choose to maximize his chances by choosing not to live together beforehand and by going through premarital counseling and so if you have any questions about those just you know feel free to ask me or my wife afterwards Um, and so Tim Keller in his book the meaning of marriage says that the majority of couples who are unhappy but choose to stay together report being happy again within five years Going back to the billboard that I saw while driving through Atlanta that said divorce for $200, uh, I wanna ask this question. What if a couple had to save the amount they spent on their wedding before getting divorced? I bet a lot of those couples over the years of saving would find a way to work it out and become happy again in their relationship. Fortunately, our culture has become so immediate and has made it so easy to walk away from vows. And so, finally, I wanted to end tonight by addressing those that have been hurt or affected by divorce. While a lot of what I've said tonight has been very statistics-based and surveyed, i realize that life isn't a statistic, Uh, some of you have Parents that or a close family member that have gone through divorce and you've witnessed firsthand how it affected them But not only that how it affected you as well And while I hope it isn't true statistically with the number of people in this room uh, Some of you here tonight will experience divorce in your life and so With that said I, I just wanted to be known that. Um, so there is a misconception out there. Especially among Christians. That if you are divorced. You are somehow damaged goods. Or a failure. And uh, that's, that's not the case. Um, if you have felt that way. I'm sorry. Christians mess up a lot. And get it wrong. Um, uh, if you have felt shame or hurt. From another Christian. Because of your past. That wasn't coming from God in fact God doesn't view you as a sum of your past rather he invites you into a life of complete forgiveness in him and so if that is you tonight and you want that love and forgiveness that Christ offers you know please come find me or my wife afterwards and and we would love to talk with you more on how to and walk you through how to make that happen in your own life and so Um, I know I threw a lot of statistics and numbers and stuff at you tonight. Um, Thanks for bearing with me, but uh, I just, I felt like with this age group, it's important to know that and um, be prepared for that, and um, and yeah, so, um, if you guys mind if I pray for you guys, and I'm going to spend some time praying for your future spouses as well, so, um, Father God, I just thank you for this group of people here. I thank you for their hearts and their willingness to uh, come and just uh, study about you and um, your truths as it relates to um, relationship and marriage and i thank you for the gift of marriage and the blessing that it is Um, and i thank you for all the young people in this room and um, i pray for them that they will just uh, seek you as they um uh, as they go about school and and everyday life, Lord, and I pray for their future spouses, Lord. Um, I pray that you uh, protect over them and guard them and and guard their hearts and and, um, remove temptation from them, Lord. Uh, I thank you so much for your love and your mercy and your grace. And I pray all this in your son's name.